Hey guys, welcome back. It's Kathleen and this is This Insecure Life. Um, today we're going to veer maybe back to the beginning a little, back to basics, but also it's also forging forward, which is sort of what my whole life looks like all the time. <laughs> um, so that being said, it is an episode about how to recognize whether your insecurities are impacting your life, um, your relationships, or not. Sometimes we can be really self-aware and know when we're being self-destructive or self-sabotaging, um, and sometimes our insecurities crop up in weird ways that we don't even know have to do with anything else um, because they don't really right it's all it's all personal it's all inside um yeah so self-awareness is something that I feel like I've always been very good at um for no in <laughs> no in particular for no reason in particularly I can't even speak right now but um I was very, very introverted sometimes as a child. Um, it's I find there's this weird disconnect in my memories about who I was and who I think I am or whatnot. And it does come back to this introvert-extrovert thing, um, which is funny. But I, I can definitely be the life of the party, and I can also want to never be at that party so um that's been my whole life and uh it came out a lot as a kid but point being let's just get down to brass tacks here um I think those moments of solitude those moments of quiet are extraordinarily important to um building self-awareness and giving yourself space to just have no expectations of ourselves so that we can figure out where our insecurities are or even just what we're feeling. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be an insecure thing. It can just be an I feel happy thing, which is, is a good thing to feel too and recognize feeling. So to me, building self-awareness definitely comes from these times of reflection, these periods of introspection and um, giving space to cocoon a little and then come back out. However, <laughs> we all are works in progress, um, complete works in progress, but, but working and moving and evolving and changing and adapting together in this crazy world. So sometimes... Um, we can be more self-aware and sometimes we can be less self-aware and, and it all depends. I mean, I know when I'm lacking sleep, not feeling well physically, whether it's a, a physical illness to begin with, like a flu or um, some kind of other illness, spiritual, emotional, mental. Um, if I haven't eaten, <laughs> I can become less self-aware. Um, so when we get into these sort of primitive states, I'll say, it's easy for us to 
let our insecurities run rampant. Um, right. <laughs> so this week I do have a few articles I'll reference and I'll throw them in the show notes. But essentially, this is about how these insecurities can affect our lives and our relationships when we're not aware of them. So it's it's obviously more easy to control. Um, and, and I don't really love the word control, but I think it works here. Um, how we interact and the actions we take. So the, that locust of control that we have in our actions, our reactions, um, not necessarily in our feelings, feelings come and go, can't really control them, but we can control how we act on them or don't act on them. So, um, Mind Body Green has an article about the 11 signs that insecurity is ruining your life. And I'll just quickly scan over them for you. So you love to please others. Lots of codependent relationships are built on this prospect and it can be extraordinarily draining. And I definitely fall into this category. Um, So coming to it, And knowing that that's a part of how I have grown and changed and become as a human. Um, And there are all various reasons for why people have this particular trait. Um, But sometimes you just go into autopilot, right? So if you've done something your whole life, such as wanting to take care of others, please others, make sure they're happy. Um, It becomes second nature versus that initial instinct of needing to take care of yourself. It it, it sort of trumps um, the internal survival mechanisms that I think we are built with. Um, Included in that, I don't know why it's a second point, but I would say these tie together is you have a difficult time saying no. Uh, saying no is extraordinarily important and it's extraordinarily powerful and it's okay to say no. Uh, you don't believe you're enough. This is a weird list, guys. Um, I feel like that's a given if you're sabotaging your relationships. Um, it talks about comparison and thinking that your life is a mistake. And so all of this is just really negative thought patterns. It's, it's, this is a terrible list. Oh my God. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it talks about hating your body. We've talked about that. Talks about shame. We've talked about that. Um, so I'm just going to skip over reading the rest. And (laughs) this is, It's a good overview, I think, if you don't um, regularly listen, so I'm still going to link it because it does go into a lot of the things that we have discussed, Um, but 
it doesn't really give any tangible solutions and it doesn't give any actually reasons why it's this is what I find with a lot of online online stuffs it gives you information that they think you don't necessarily know but you do (laughs) I mean you wouldn't be googling about insecurity ruining your ruining your life if you didn't have an inkling it was happening and if you didn't feel like your thought patterns weren't impacting your life better list with some help included because that is what this is about we're not just talking about it we want to be actionable we want to make our lives better and realize that this impacts everyone um so you have trouble fully trusting your partner and i think this can go towards any relationship you have trouble fully trusting the closest people to you so whether that is your family your romantic partner your friends um you know trust is a huge huge indicator and to trust someone it allows space for you to heal but they, you have to be trusting the right people, right? And so this is where it becomes super important to be self-aware because if you put your trust in the wrong people, it can end up fucking you in the long run, for, for lack of a better term, right? Because then you get into these repeated patterns of broken trust and it's super hard to fix that. But giving space, getting to know someone, trusting your gut, um, recognizing where they fit in your life, how they came into your life, perhaps why they're there. Why do you want them there? Why do they want you there? Um, And then giving space to really get to know someone before just kind of throwing throwing a caution to the wind and trusting them good thing trust should be earned um not given especially in situations like this uh the second one and this is this is a bustle article which i've been finding they've had some really prime um content lately uh you internalize your negative thoughts and turn them into action so this is where i talked about that you can't control your emotions, right? You might not even be able to control your thoughts in some some of the time. But if you turn that into an action, that's when you get into trouble. Um, so this could be saying that you're not enough for for your partner let's keep it keep it real simple you you truly think that you aren't enough uh you're not worthy of them and eventually as per last week projection happens and is a real thing and can be detrimental so just keeping under wraps some of that negative thinking and then it's going to happen and it's going to occur and Sometimes it's best to let those thoughts play out 
and this is something I've been trying to do. When negative thoughts and whatever accompanying feelings, I don't want to prescribe negative or positive, good or bad to feelings and emotions. They are what they are. They're indicators. They're triggers for us. We're supposed to be learning something. But when negative thoughts and the accompanying feelings show up, what I've been trying to do is watch where it's coming from. Was there a reason that that negative thought came up? Typically there is. It's not as prevalent. I used to have them all the time and I'm just going to be straight up with you. Like walking down the street, doing my grocery shopping, nothing's happening. There, no one's in my way. No one said anything. No one's interacted me in, in a different, difficult way. Maybe someone smiles at me um, in that friendly on the street manner. But there's, there's not a trigger. There's not a reason that I can apply to the negative feelings coming up, the feelings of worthlessness, the feelings of despair, um, and the thoughts that come along with that, right? But recently, and, and a lot to do in the last six months, I guess, and in, in this whole podcast and sharing with you, has been to um, de-escalate. And so... It is a bit of a meditation practice when you are watching these negative thoughts that you are having about yourself without placing blame, without um, extrapolating, letting them move through with awareness. And then maybe at the end you say, I don't necessarily believe that. Real simple that's okay, or I believe this right now, but it doesn't have to be my story always. Something really concrete to sort of end it um, without being too much. And I find that's been helping me to sort of eliminate the excess negative thoughts. Um, It is a little bit of a mental game, and I feel like the work you need to put in, it can be extraordinarily exhausting. So it needs to be small, small changes that become second nature. So even if you work on not acting on that negative thought, I might feel like I am not worthy, but I'm not going to act like that. I'm actually going to act like the reverse because it's the actions that people see, right? And it's that energy you can bring outside you that will eventually impact the internal. It's a little bit of a fake it to your make it, but I'm trying to do it in a more um, nourishing way because there's no point in faking something and then a year, two years down the line you just have another breakdown, which is okay if it happens. Um, But trying to move forward in a consistent manner versus forcing anything. Um, It says you compare yourself to your partner's exes, so then we come back to that comparison point. It's so easy to fall into comparison. It is so easy to get stuck in these feedback loops based on people you may or may not actually know and what they put into the world. 
Um, I'm going to put in a little caveat for this before I say it. It is totally okay to ask your partner or friends or family to reassure you and validate you. <laughs> that being said, um, this says your partner is constantly having to reassure you. But if, if it's a constant thing, if it's a you can't function without it thing, it's time to do some internal self-work and become a little bit more self-aware about what's triggering, triggering you. Basically, the next one falls into that about relying on your partner to make you feel like enough. You need to feel like enough without anyone else. Without anyone else. If you're a parent without your kids. If you are the CEO without your company. You have to be enough without anything else. And that has to come from you. And it sucks. And it's hard. <laughs> um, the next one says there's a feeling of distance in your relationship. Look, intimacy comes and goes. And so I don't necessarily know if this falls into it. But if you go back to the first one and you're not trusting whoever your person is in this scenario, um, that's, that's some work to be done. And it's okay to, to come really close and then get further away and come really close and get further away. It's sort of the nature of life and relationships. Um, but you do need to be aware of what you're putting out there and the actions you're taking that may be indicating that. So this could be if you if you live maybe maybe this is roommate, so or you live with your romantic partner. What excuse? You're living with one, two, three, four, five people, whatever it is, and you're having a hard time. And so you start to shut everyone out, right? You body language, shoulders pull in, you're always wearing headphones, your door is closed, not open, and then you immediately start feeling like no one wants to be around you, but you're putting out those vibes that you don't want to be around anyone. So just being aware of what your body is saying, what you're saying with your actions. And again, it's totally okay if you need to take a, take a space, take a time, take some time, take some space. Um, that's fine, but it's also really easy to just say that to people. Hey guys, I'm feeling overwhelmed this week. I might be a little bit more quiet than normal, but like, if you need me, I'm around. Or if, if you have any questions or you want to chat, like send me a text, right? Like you can orchestrate how this looks for you and make it so that you're able to nourish yourself without alienating other people. Um, and I only say that because community and, and attachment is really important to our health as humans. So it's a self-care act versus a pleasing them act. Um, you read too much into what other people say. <sighs> yeah. At the end of the day, this all just comes back to... Um, Giving yourself space to feel the feels, have the thoughts, and then act according to what is going to be best for you. We're never, I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to not feel insecure, right? 
and I don't think we're ever going to be perfect in our way of handling our insecurities. But small steps are super helpful. Um, I don't really feel like I was on my A game this week, and I apologize for that. Um, my goal in the next little while is to have at least um, one guest every month, and then eventually I'd like to probably have two guests a month, so you'd have um, two guest episodes, one check-in episode about me, and then one just me talking at you. <laughs> we'll see if I can't make that happen for March, which is coming up way too soon. I love you. If you need to peace out, peace out. If you have any questions, you want to get in touch. I'm on all the things, this Insecure Life or Insecure Life pod. You're rad. You're fabulous. Whatever is happening midweek for you, you're almost there. You've got this and I adore you. All right. Peace out if you're going to. Otherwise, feel free to take a breath with me. Bye, everyone.